Welcome to the Strategic Talent Management People Solution Podcast. We solve your people challenges. People are the most important ingredient for your business or organization's success. We believe the way to take your organization to the next level begins with knowing your people and yourself. Welcome to another episode of Strategic Talent Management's People Solutions Podcast. In this episode, Sue talks to STM's executive assistant, Nicole, about her recent job search experiences. This is Sue MacArthur, and we have STM's newest team member with us today, and we'd like to talk to you about her experience having recently come out of a job search. So Nicole Rodriguez has just been hired recently as our executive assistant. We're super happy to have her. You all know how much of a struggle it is to find mm -hmm. top talent. The question is, are we making this process user-friendly or are we doing things that we may not even realize we're doing that are turning people away? Mm -hmm. So Nicole, you've shared some of your job search experiences with me. Let's start with the positives. What are some of the things that, that in that process that stood out to you that were engaging or exciting or really got you to pay attention? Absolutely. So my job before this, it had been quite a while before um, I had really job search again. So my job searching was primarily around the time that COVID started. So if I'm being honest, I didn't have a whole lot of positives because a lot of people were unfortunately very unorganized with it. Um, I will say our hiring process was definitely one of the best that I've been through. Um, it was very cut and clean, very easy to follow along. I loved, loved the interview process. It was very laid back, um, very relaxing. I didn't feel too much pressure. Um, along with that, I'd also say our assessments were really fantastic as I've dealt with many assessments that aren't necessarily relevant to the job. So mm -hmm. I was definitely skeptical about taking ours at first, but when I took it, it was definitely a, a way different experience. Right. And we sometimes get pushback from candidates when we're doing recruiting with the assessments, but I'm glad to hear it was a positive experience for you. Um, I have my own job search stories and I might yeah. share some of those throughout this conversation, but what were some of the standouts for you that made you really question whether this was the right place for, for you, you or, or perhaps made you think this isn't a job I even want to apply for? Right. Um, so um, as for not wanting to apply, I would say a lot of a lot of the times the advertisements leave out a lot of necessary information that they should probably really include, whether it's salary or just their expectations of you not making the job sound too beefed up or too good to be true, basically, or even something as crazy as offering minimum wage for something like that would require a master's degree. So those are things that are kind of off-putting when it comes to applying as for the interview process, one that stands out in particular was one I had right before I got hired here. Um, I had two separate interviews. One was at a particular location. They didn't want to hire me for that location. So they sent me out to another one to interview. The interview process was great at first until they switched managers halfway through the process. And I had to repeat everything that I had just told the first manager, right. which is terribly concerning when it comes to a job because that makes me wonder if the job's going to be very repetitive and tedious and 
or how much communication is happening in the organization. Exactly. Talking about having to repeat, one of the things I often hear and have experienced myself in, in prior job searches is in the application process, being asked for the same information over and over again. Oh, goodness. For yes. example, please upload your resume. And then the next step is you basically have to type your resume into yes. their forms. And you know, people have better things to do with their time than retype their resume every time they apply for a job. Exactly. And realistically, it is honestly just so pointless when you could just go through the resume and save them 20 extra minutes instead of repeating all the same stuff. Right. Right. Um, Other things that employers require can be things like cover letters, Mm -hmm. salary history, which in many states is now illegal to ask for salary history. Um, We can ask about salary requirements. Mm -hmm. What do you want to make or need to make? But asking for salary history can be tricky. And I can agree with that. I don't think it's necessarily... um, you know, necessary to ask for the history because moving forward, it's it's more about what they want moving forward, not what they had in the past. Because you know, most people when they get a new job, they are trying to improve themselves and find out their worth. So right. One thing that turned me off in a job search at one point is part of the application process was I needed to provide references with contact information mm-hmm. right up front. Now I don't know about you. But I don't ever want to provide contact information for a reference if I haven't talked to that person first and asked their permission. But then I don't necessarily want those people to know that I'm job searching until I'm pretty close to making a move. Yeah, that can definitely be tricky. Absolutely. Right. I think my advice as a recruiter is don't ask for information that you don't really need right up front. There are more appropriate times to ask for things like references. Yeah, probably right before you're about to hire them, I would imagine. So you mentioned not providing complete or accurate information in the job post. Mm -hmm. I find that some job posts go on and on forever. I'm not going to read all that stuff. And others don't tell me a whole lot. What were some that jumped out for for you that maybe were particularly enticing or thing Mm -hmm. one, some specific examples of things that were really a big turnoff? Definitely. Um, So like I had mentioned before, not mentioning the salary is an automatic no, Mm -hmm. um, because nobody wants to waste their time going through possibly months of interviews just to find out it's barely minimum wage. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely and that is something I've seen a lot, especially nowadays. Nobody, they have a super lengthy job description. You get all the way to the end and then there's no salary. So that would definitely be a problem for me. Um, Like I had mentioned earlier too, another thing is having unrealistic expectations, having a super low pay for a very high paced job that requires a lot of skills. I see that so often nowadays, Mm -hmm. and I don't understand how they honestly expect to find anybody. Right. Employers are, you know, gone are the days of bargain hunting. Yes. um, For people. We just, we don't have that luxury anymore. And now that so many employers are hiring from a nationwide perspective because with the shortage employees, there's no local bargains either. Yeah. So um, you mentioned the the months of the hiring process. I'd say right now that is no longer a luxury that employers can afford 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. And we have to really strike a balance between how much is enough to, to do a thorough job in screening someone and not going overboard and potentially losing them to our competitors right? or losing their interest because they're just done. Yeah. What, what do you feel as having mm-hmm. just gone through this process? What, what were your thoughts on some of the things you went through and what's, what's good and what's too much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the months and months of interviews I have definitely been through before. And I think probably the worst part of that is when you get all the way to the end and they say, sorry, we're going to go with another candidate. Typically, you know, that wouldn't be an issue. Everybody has gotten that rejection letter before, but after you've been through months of time, put in with this company that you could put in with another company. So I think companies, especially lower paying ones, need to be really, really mindful of the time they take out of their candidate's day. I think um, things that they do well, um, having a, as we like to say, um, our initial interview is usually just digging for the, the, you know, outside information. And then the second interview is typically where you get more into depth. Mm -hmm. Um, I could understand two or three interviews, especially if you have a lot of staff that you want to get involved in the process. Right. But besides that, I never felt it was necessary to go for several, several months, which, which you're right, though, doesn't happen a lot now, thanks to COVID and the crazy job market. Yes, exactly. We just don't have that luxury. Our our advice to our clients is often not... um, skimp on your selection process, but find ways to shrink the timeline. You can still have the same number of people, the same number of stakeholders involved in that process, but you need to figure out how to do that more quickly. So maybe instead of four or five separate interviews, you have the four or five stakeholders in the room at once, all assigned different questions. And it also gives you the advantage of having different viewpoints on the same same interview is people have their own observations. They're looking for different things so that it actually is a positive in many cases, but I would never advise anyone to, to skimp on their selection process, but you need to figure out how to speed it up. Yeah, definitely make it more efficient. You know, don't have them come in, tell one person one thing and then repeat it all to the next person. That's very inefficient. Right. And it really does make the um, employee concerned. I mean, nobody wants to go to a job that's going to be like that every day where information obviously doesn't travel very well. Right. That's a red flag. Yeah. How about the follow-up process? What was your experience in terms of, so you, you send in an application mm-hmm. or maybe you have an interview what was the communication process like for you? And you know, what were the good and the bad experiences? So I would say any employer who gets back to you at a reasonable amount of time, even if it's just a schedule and interview or even just to deny you, that is automatically a pretty good experience. Because mm-hmm. I will say that most employers are very quick to ghost you for months and then send you a rejection letter months later when you probably forgot you even applied for the job. (laughs) So that is definitely a huge negative. And I noticed that happens a lot. You'll, you could apply for a hundred jobs and maybe get 50 answers back and then 50 rejection letters, like six months later. Right. So it makes me wonder, are they really desperate to hire? Cause I, did they even look at my application? Right. 
Right. Well, I certainly get ghosted by applicants a lot. I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt. Actually, it goes both ways. Right. Yeah. I will, you know, I'll get a resume and I'll reach out within 24 hours to schedule an interview and I never hear from them again. Yeah. But it does go the other way around. And my, my advice to our clients in terms of communication with applicants mm-hmm. is and not necessarily communicating with every applicant, but right. certainly every person that you connected with, whether you did a phone screen or exactly. sent them some follow-up questions. Anyone you have interaction with needs to hear from you about what your decision is and they need to hear from you in a timely manner. Yeah. And it, it makes you look better as a company too, you know, months down the line, if, you know, you need another person, that same person might apply after you are nice enough to actually communicate with them. Right. Or maybe they weren't right for that job immediately at hand, but down the line, you've got something available that, yeah. Hey, I remember this applicant and they were perfect. If you haven't treated them well, chances are they're not going to take you Exactly. So yeah, you don't want to cut off any possibly good resources you might have. Great. As we wrap up, what are some key takeaways we can share with employers as a recent job searcher? What are the key things people need to keep in mind in terms of how they treat their applicants? Yeah, so the biggest thing is um, communication and keeping it straight to the point as possible. Don't make it overcomplicated. Don't make them take unnecessary overcomplicated assessments. Ours are different because it actually measures something that I find very important, but there are so many assessments that ask unnecessary questions. There are good ones and there are bad ones. But yes. I think yes. the message is make sure it's really relevant. Yeah, absolutely. And, and useful in your process and not just something you, a hoop you make people jump through. Yeah. And with how competitive the market is today, just having a straightforward interview process and a straight yes or no, that's that makes all the difference. In right. My opinion. And giving clear expectations, both, yes. both of the process and of the job. Yep. Expectations and salary as right. well, of course. That's right. so important nowadays. Yes, because people have opportunities they've never had before. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nicole. I'm glad yeah. to have you as a, a guest. And, and again, welcome aboard with well, STM. I'm happy it. to have you. And <laughs> I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you in the future. Great. Thank you, Sue. So thank you for listening to another episode of Strategic Talent Management's People Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe to get notifications for new episodes. And for more information on strategic talent management, click on the link to our website in the podcast description.